Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, we are back with another episode of the Pirates podcast to be named later. With me, as always, is my friend and my favorite Pirates reporter, Alex Stumpf. That's right, man. You're my favorite. You've, you've beat them all out. And I'm Eddie I'm- Provident, just the guy that's here along for the ride. How's it going, man? Yeah. Um- Doing pretty good. And Eddie, you're my favorite person who's ever just along for the ride. <laughs> uh, man, my wife's never even said that to me. So, um, so you got a, uh, you got a little, little something, something coming up tomorrow with the uh, Pittsburgh pirates. Uh, it is their, their hall of fame night, correct? Yeah. It's going to be a full rich day. Uh, four new inductees to the pirates hall of fame. Uh, Dick Grote, who sadly passed earlier this year, uh, but Elroy Face, Bob Friend, and uh, Kent DeColvey. Also, amongst the people who are being inducted, it's a class of four. Much smaller than the inaugural class that we saw last year. I mean, that was mm-hmm. kind of expected. You can't always induct 19 people. I it, It's probably going to be you know in that three or five range for a while. But yeah, I don't think there's anyone here that's... No red flags. I think everyone kind of figures. No, no, the, that this pretty slam dunk Hall of Famers for yeah. the Pirates. Yeah, well, one thing that I I appreciate it, and it kind of hurts my heart at the same time. Alex is the rich history that the Pittsburgh Pirates have. Um, our generation, I think, we're we're kind of jaded with the Pirates. We have seen a lot of losing. Uh, we've seen a lot of. Um, you know, the, the three wild card appearances back to back to back. We won division series that we got to see uh, that we remember, obviously, the early 90s. I, I was born, but I don't remember the early 90s. <laughs> um, but there's a rich history with the Pittsburgh Pirates that I think that sometimes our generation doesn't really get to tap into. And I think nights like tomorrow night are a really good reminder for guys like us, or at least like me. I think you're more of a a student of the game and more, I would say, like in tune with the history. But it's a good reminder for guys like me that the Pittsburgh Pirates at one point in time were a, you know, a a revered franchise and uh, a, a revered organization. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they get back to that. But I, I, I like nights like tomorrow night. I like this. You know, you get to learn about guys like Elroy Face and Dick Grote. And, you know, obviously, you know, about Kent Colby because of the, the World Series uh, closer and everything. But you get to you get to understand 
and appreciate guys that maybe you normally wouldn't um, because just so fed up with the way things have been over the last few years. (laughs) Well, we got four new guys going in uh, on Thursday. So I'm going to open this up to you, Eddie. Who is your person who hasn't gotten their flowers yet that deserves to be? So I thought about this. I thought about this. And there's a couple of names that come to mind. Uh, I am a child of the 90s and early 2000s. Um, So maybe these guys don't hold the uh, historic franchise weight that some that some would a guy like you know francisco cordova uh another brian giles these are my favorites okay these are my favorites right these are not guys these are not guys i I, make sure i understand it make sure i understand these are not people that i think should be in the hall of these are just people that are near and dear to my heart that when you asked me that question it was like all right these guys don't deserve there but they're my favorites the guy that I'm going to say that's going to upset everybody, they already don't like me. They're going to like me less. Barry Vaughn's needs to be in this Pirates Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to like you. By, Barry no, Vaughn's needs to be – he needs to be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and he needs yeah. to be in the Pittsburgh Pirates Hall of Fame. And I'm sticking by that. He's He won two MVPs with the Pittsburgh Pirates – he was a part of the 30-30 club with, twice with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He had um, 556 RBIs, uh, a batting average of 275, 176 homers, all in just a th- uh, little over 1,000 games with the Buccos. Uh, he did it in seven seasons with the Pirates from 86 to 92. Uh, what he meant to this franchise, getting them back to the playoffs – very close to a pennant. Uh, I believe that Barry Bonds is one of the better athletes that the city of Pittsburgh has seen uh, over the last 30 or 40 years. We didn't get to see him long because he went to San Francisco, but it is my opinion that Barry Bonds needs to be, you can't tell the story of the Pittsburgh pirates without Barry Bonds. So he needs to be in that hall of fame. And I, I have that same argument too with Bonds in the regular, you know, Cooperstown yeah. Hall of Fame. I mean, I, yep. I'm not particularly excited or passionate about it, but we can't pretend that it, it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. you know, and it, that's an argument for a whole. Oh, that's other. You actually, don't no, get me. Even, the, the argument's done. It's over. He didn't even get in through the Veterans Committee. Like it's, it's looking pretty. Don't get me started. We're getting. You, you want to get me on a roll, man? Don't get yeah. me started on that era. No, but I, I will You're say... You're not doing that two, tonight. <laughs> two MVPs, one of the most important players in this side of 1979 in this franchise's history. Yeah, no questions asked. Bonds, I get him not being uh, in that inaugural class. I get yeah. uh, this class having, uh, you know, focus more on players from the 60s, 50s, 70s. Like I, I get all that, so... I get why he hasn't been put in. He, he'll get it at one point. But yeah. You, who's your guy? My guy is someone that I, I want to make sure he's around for him to get his flowers is, is Manny Sanguian. And we're. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I know a lot of my family members that, that would agree a thousand percent with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was good 
that Dick wrote was told the news before his passing earlier this year. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, you got the news, but it's it's also one of those it it's gonna be a little bittersweet that he's not Mm -hmm. actually there, and that's you know that's nobody's fault. That's nobody. I mean, the Pirates. No, no. They wanted to make sure that you know Maz and Parker and Blast got their moment last. You can't have you know twenty guys come over. So I get that. I don't think like if we're just talking solely as a baseball player, Manny Sanguin is probably the greatest catcher in this franchise's history. It's it's him and Kendall. And it's going to come down to, you know, where you fall on, you know, whatever. He won two World Series. He had a game-winning hit in 1979 World Series. He, long time, and just, and just really one of the best and greatest ambassadors for the franchise. And he's he's great. playing career. Yeah, like, you go to Manny's Barbecue, you see him. He's at all these events throughout the city over these past couple decades like he is i can't think of too many players who have represented this organization as well as him and whenever you put on his on-field accomplishments i would have liked to see manny get in this time i he needs to get in next time in my opinion when when i was going to duquesne you know i went to a lot of baseball games with uh with my with one of my buddies who's probably the biggest baseball fan that i know and it's the first and that really might be the only time even with me being involved in in the media side now um but sitting down next to you know where the barbecue joint is at pnc park um there it's the first time that a former player or somebody that i knew and was kind of starstruck by uh had actually sparked a conversation with me (laughs) <laughs> like he just saw a random college kid sitting there and he started talking to me about baseball. And that I think to me, as much as I've heard the stories about him from my dad and my grandpa and my uncles, the, the way that what you brought up about him being an ambassador to me is equally as important in a city like Pittsburgh. Um, and I'm glad that you also mentioned Jason Kendall because Jason Kendall, I think, is he would have been my number two um, for my pick. It would be Barry Bonds and then Jason Kendall. Um, Jason Kendall wasn't a part of you know the the playoff teams or the championship teams. Um, never won an MVP. But if you think of the face of the Pittsburgh Pirates through the mid and late nineties, uh, it's got to be Jason Kendall. You know. Um, he was, I think, I think I wore number 18 in Little League because of Jason Kendall. I didn't even, I didn't even play catcher, but I wore number 18 in Little League because he was the guy that everybody wanted to be on the Pittsburgh Pirates. So yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned his name because uh, he, he deserves his flowers too. Yeah, I, I can be patient with Kendall though. I, he oh, yeah, a couple yeah. years down the line. He, as far absolutely, as I, I agree with that. Down the line, but not right now. It's good. Yeah. Get Manny in in 2024 is going to be my I'm with you for for a while now, and I'm kicking it off here. We're going to I'll, take I'll be your I'll I'll be your vice on that campaign. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. Whenever we come back, I I, I want to talk about a a pirate outfielder. Ooh.
Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Eddie, Jack Sawinski had a hit on Friday. It's progress. Raised the batting average to 203. OPS on the year has been 769. This month of August has been brutal for him. It's, it's not been good. It has been absolutely brutal. Derek Shelton this week made some interesting comments. I'm going to read off the quote here. Okay. On him. If you look at the whole body of work, he's actually had a pretty good year. He's in a tough stretch right now. And I think right now we feel it's best for him to be here and to get his work in. He's got his work in the last two days early. Uh, just to continue to solidify some things that we know are there, and we need him to probably be a little more aggressive at the plate. I really want to hit that last one because this has been that Minneapolis trip. This we this is since we last recorded, but that game against the Twins where he twice looked at strike three with a runner on third and less than two outs just. You can't do that. You can't do that twice. No, it, 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 that's that's kind of like I. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of mm-hmm. talent there, and it's buoyed him through these rough spots. But there are times where it's like you do got to be more aggressive, and it's something that the organization is bringing up. It's you got to swing the bat. You can't be passive up there. No pirate in the pitch tracking era has looked at more called strikes than Jack Sawinski in a season. This is a problem. This is, there's so much meat that is being left on the bone whenever it comes to him that you got to wonder what, what do you do here? Do, do you push him harder? Do you, they, they aren't sending him the AAA, but you got to wonder after the month he's had, would that have been an option? Should it have been an option? And, and, I mean, it didn't happen. It won't happen, but should it have been at least seriously considered or implemented? Alex, here's what's crazy to me. If I would have told you this deep into the season, okay, like if when we were doing our, uh, our preseason predictions, if yeah. I would have predicted – uh, that Jack Sawinski would have been on pace for 25 to 28 home runs, 65, 70 RBIs. He'd be above average slugging percentage. We would all take that. I mean, like, that's a solid year. But I, everything that you're saying about Jack Sawinski is 100% true. And that's the thing that drives me crazy. I think everybody crazy about him. That. There's so much more meat on the bone with him. You know what? It's you here. It's it, it just clicked on me right now. This Jack Sawinski is the 2023 Pirates. That if you would have come into the year and said Jack Sawinski <laughs> is going to hit 25 homers and he's going to have the above average slugging and a good OBP and play, you'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. But then you were fine with he it. Was at the end of the <laughs> he's been played at a 100 loss pace since the start of May, pretty much. Yeah, like it, it, it's it's it's, it's like been a bizarre really baseball season, man. Have one really good month, and that's he. Look, I think he could be a part of this organization for a long time going forward. I think he could. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Order, but 
you gotta just see at some point some aggressiveness some this isn't this isn't going to stand man when he big bowski quote but like (laughs) when he is aggressive he is in my opinion one of the better bats in the in the lineup but he is so inconsistent in how in his it's not even inconsistent inconsistent in his productivity it's a, it's inconsistent in his approach at the plate yeah. if he could just find a consistent approach i think that that would round off his game a lot better than it is right now uh, you know it's i think it's difficult to plan a uh daily lineup for, you know, if you're going to have him play every day, you know, if he's going to play 140, 150 games a season, it's really hard to plan a lineup around a guy that one month is going to hit 10 home runs. And then one month is going to strike out a thousand times and look at, you know, 500, like go, go down looking at all, you know, as many times as he has, I don't have the numbers in front of me for that, but it's gotta be a very difficult, situation for Derek Shelton and he'll never come out and say that publicly think you know maybe come close to it but I don't know how you do that as a manager of a baseball team you know plan around a guy that like one month he's you know an all-star the next month we're talking about putting him in triple a you know I'm, I'm gonna steal a stat here I don't have the exact numbers here this is from two weeks ago I want to say mm-hmm. uh, North Shore Notch tweeted it out is saying that like Jack Sawinski has had four multi-homer games. If you take those away, his season stats are well below league average, mm. and they are less than you know what he did last year. Now I say that fully recognizing that we just took away his four best games. Of course, his numbers are going to tank whenever you do that. But if you want to look at it more practically, twenty-nine. If if there are, you know, thirty days in a month, twenty nine days of them, Jacksonwinski's been a below average hitter, and he's been playing, you know, center field, which he's done admirably at, but he's not a natural center fielder. So twenty nine out of thirty days, you can make the argument this guy is not a middle of the order bat. He might not even be a starter for a lot of teams. And granted, that other day is a great great day, but it's. I, I you need more than a day. Yeah, I, I was looking at I've written a couple mound visits on them. I've really you know done a, some Jack Sawinski look like okay, he needs to face the lefties, he needs to do this. There's just like so many areas where it's like, can he take that next step? And we haven't seen it this year. And yeah, development isn't always linear. God knows we've heard that a lot <laughs> in the past, but it's You got to take that step. And whenever it's so self-inflicted by not being aggressive enough, I think that is what really stands out the most of not to say overly. It's one thing to overly swing and maybe be too aggressive. And it's like, he's trying to do too much, but I, it's almost, it's almost like that's a little easier to, except on a you know resume why'd you get fired well i i shot for the stars i shot for the moon and i landed in the stars and boy oh boy was it a bad star like all right well uh, shot for the moon one of the things it's funny uh ryan lytle kind of stole the 
thought right out of my brain. How uh, how much of this do you pin on Andy Haynes with Jack Sawinski, and how much of this is Jack in his own head? I I think this is a lot, you know, Jack needing to mature as a hitter. And he, mm-hmm. he is a smart man. He knows where his danger zones are. He knows he's good at identifying those pitches. But there comes a point where you can't just wait for a pitcher to make a mistake and you've got to force the issue. So I I don't know. I have been on the record for a lot of stuff saying that a lot of things that Haynes and uh, Marine get blamed for aren't necessarily all their fault or it is well overblown their impact on some stuff here. The passivity of Jack Swinsky, I think, falls under the we're we're putting a little too much on on Andy Haynes here. I think we've ran this segment, but I do uh, at some point in time, uh, even if it's over a couple of beverages uh, at a local restaurant, would like to go further into that conversation with you about Haynes and Marine. <laughs> because I don't think you and I agree on that on that topic. I, I know a lot of people don't agree. With you. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's take one more qu- let's take one more quick break before we get into an Oscar Marie and Andy Haynes argument. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Uh, I have a I do have a pitching question for you though, um, specifically about one pitcher. So I want to get your thoughts on uh, on somebody that has been one of my favorite baseball players over the last decade. We had a retirement this week. Uh, Steven Strasburg announcing his retirement makes me feel old. I remember going to Altoona with my friend Mike Larco uh, to see him debut with the uh, Harrisburg Senators um, against the Altoona Curve. I would assume, what, we're talking 15 years-ish ago now? My brain, we're recording at... He made 15 a.m. 2010. Yeah, so almost 15 years, 13 years ago. Um, but I remember being at Altoona. I remember the hype about him coming out of San Diego State. Uh, everything about Steven Strasburg, for me, you know, as somebody who grew up pitching, again, not, not good or anything, but grew up pitching. Barry Zito was my favorite baseball player growing up. I, I loved everything about pitching. So Steven Strasburg being this phenom, and the hype that was around him really just like sucked me in. And I, I and then getting to see him live, man, I, I was hooked. My question for you, though, had, as good of a career as Steven Strasburg had, World Series MVP, World Series champ, uh, great years with the, uh, with the Nationals. Did Steven Strasburg live up to the hype around him coming into the majors? World when he was MVP. drafted. World Series MVP is going to be my answer to, to that. Like I, I Look, he, he had no chance of living up to the hype after the first Tommy John. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Like this, That's guy, this guy was built as he could have been one of the greatest pitchers in baseball history and then immediately was put at like 90%. So it's 
it's no, I guess if you want to be in the most yes, no way, no, he did not live up to the hype, but he was a world series MVP. He was an all-star. Mm-hmm. He was an ERA leader, a strikeout leader. He be a leader of that clubhouse. Absolutely a great pick. Absolutely a career well done. He deserves all the accolades. He, it's it's hard to. He could put his He's head on the Hall of Famer. No, Is he a Hall of Famer? Gave, no, no. And that I guess not for even me really close. Where, yeah, and that so that's my point is, and whether it was fair or unfair, the hype had him being the next guy. Like he was the next, and and maybe for a small period of time he he was or was close to that. Uh, but again, you can point to injuries. You can point to a lot of things. Uh, you know how the Nationals were when he first started. It was as much as I liked him, and as much as I was excited to see him. It again, there was a lot to be desired from. I think what we had expected from him. Um, so I, I don't think he. It's hard because I don't think he had a bad career. I'm w- I'm with you as far as his career goes. If you he had a great career, yeah, he had a, a a fantastic career, but he didn't live up to the hype. I think I both think can it, be true, and I don't think it matters that he didn't live up to the hype because again, mm-hmm. World Series MVP. Yeah, every argument fair. after that is invalid. Like we, we can, I, I'm going to cross sports here a little bit. Uh, Eli yeah. Manning. Did he live up to the hype of being the Manning brother and everything? No, he goobered most of his way. He was a 500 quarterback, but he also won two Super Bowls. So it's like, who cares? <laughs> who cares yeah. if he lived up to the hype? He, he set out what he went out to do. And I think if you do lead your team to a championship, it's not the only way to evaluate a player, but if you do legitimately lead your team to a championship the way that Steven Strasburg did, you are exempt from a lot of these conversations. And is and it like I said, it's pretty darn good results too, as Ryan <laughs> Ryan points out as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think both can be true. I think you can ha- you can have a very good career, an above average career, a career to be proud of for for sure. I mean, just to make it to the major leagues and be in, you know be a, a rotation guy, I, you should be proud of that. Uh, this is not me knocking Steven Strasburg in any way. I think I'm looking at it more from the hype around him was just unfair. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that was, I've only seen two athletes live up to that kind of hype. And it was Sid and Mario, um, you know, that, that had that kind of hype coming in and not only did they live up to it, but they may have surpassed that hype. Uh, I, I don't think that it's fair, but it is, that's what, you know, that's what we had. He also was one of the first superstars coming out of college in the uh, social media era. So I think there was just a lot of this, like there was no mystique about him. It was like, Oh wow, we could see it. It's on, it's on the internet every day. We could see what he does. It's amazing. He's hitting a hundred mile an hour every start. You know, it was, it was a little different for him too. I think he, you know, we didn't really know as a society, I think, or as sports fans didn't really know how to, react to what we were seeing with him either because it was a different you know it was a, it was a new era basically yeah great pitcher 
great career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he got a bag on and, his way out the door. <laughs> I was going to say, great severance package, man. Yeah. Bob <laughs> Boris probably knows what he's doing. So, a little bit, at least for his clients, he does. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. You got anything else, man? That's all I got this week, man. Well, it is late. I think we both need to go get some sleep. I have to be speaking of Altoona, seeing Phenom pitchers. I got to go to Altoona tomorrow to see Paul Skeens. You have fun. (laughs) We'll see everyone next week. Take care.